And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley. As we begin a Tuesday, it's Election Day in Georgia. That's right. Gary, how are you? Uh, Doing good. Doing good. I just, I for some reason, I always, whenever I'm on at night, I always think it's the day before it actually is. So, I just haven't figured out that after midnight it changes to the next day. Yeah, One I'm still days. working on that. Uh, Twenty six years later, yeah, yeah. twenty six years this week. Wow. wow, it is. Yeah. Wow. Holy cow. So why would be at what seventeen and a half almost now? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, if you would have ever told me that 17 and a half years ago, I would have said you're out of your mind. No, they actually asked me uh, at our flagship WBAP after uh, Bill Mack retired in in 2001. And they said, "Okay, he was here for decades. Are you going to be here for decades? And it's like I couldn't help myself. The word no fell out of my (laughs) mouth so fast. No. And it wasn't that I wouldn't want to. I just thought there's no way I'm going to be able to do this for decades like he did uh or anybody uh think about you know just the just the idea of doing an all-night shift for decades Mm -hmm. who wants to do that oh wait no it's been great now as i told you my my plan and i didn't tell anybody but my plan was get on for a year and then jump to do something else yeah get national exposure and then jump and right and i just had no and I, what blows me away is now I prefer this shift. Yeah. That's what. That's the most incredible thing. No, we've talked about this off the air a lot. I would rather work this shift than work during the day. I, I don't, I actually don't know that I could handle all that. Now, having said that, I'm often up here most of the time, uh, December's a little quiet right now, but. Most of the time, I'm up here once or twice a week, if not three times a week during the day. Mm-hmm. It's for a few hours uh, doing some things, but it's kind of quiet around here. Anyway, everybody's very quiet. Just a great crew that we have that, that work in this building, uh, with the exception of Bongino's staff. 
boy. <laughs> wow, those people. Man, they're so loud. No, no, no. They're, we love them. Um, and <laughs> Jam, you know I love you. Uh, but uh, there, there are, you know, there's there are a few people here. It's still kind of quiet. But I know that if you and I were doing a show during the day, because when you can hear it, I'm here often when when uh, Bongino goes on the air. And and it's, you know, I mean, it's just like not just his room, you know, his production room, uh, which is right next to ours, but pretty much this entire hallway comes alive. I mean, it's like, you know, boom, mm-hmm. you can feel the energy. And so, you know, things start happening. And then, you know, you got marketing people that are here and everything else. You know, we get a lot of uh, we 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 have a lot of time to talk about things you know, on the air, but we also, I, you know, the relationship with the audience, I love it. It's, you know, I, I don't know that I want to work a day shift. There's just so much going on, you know, during that day that you, that you have to do. That isn't necessarily the part of the show that you want to do. And because of technology and everything else, because of our podcast, we have the presence during the day. Mm -hmm. So we're, it makes us, very happy but for me i actually i just i don't know why i i can't explain why but i prefer just working this shift i prefer sleeping twice a day and i love the fact that i can flip on the weekends with no because i sleep twice a day mm-hmm. i can flip on the weekends and have completely and, and totally normal weekends and i my thing is i never thought that i could be as wide awake at two in the morning as I am at two in the afternoon, because I'm up at you know both those times. I I'm mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh okay. And so it seems like you know sleeping twice a day, but then being up really from ten o'clock till five five thirty six in the afternoon. Uh, it it's like my day is longer. I just mm-hmm. I, I don't know you know and and it isn't, but it just it seems that way. And so I just I just love it, and I never ever 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 thought that I would. And so uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's really great. Yeah, it is. It is coming um, up on the show today. The White House and the media comment on Elon Musk and the Twitter files, and absolutely nothing. We said, look, here's what you look. We said this yesterday. Here's what you look for. You look to see if they because if they know it's easy, if they know Elon Musk is lying, if they know these that the evidence coming out is a lie in any way, they would challenge it. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they're just deflecting the White House, the same thing. This is just a distraction from the hateful comments. They won't address anything on it because they're scared to death. And you know how I know? When when, uh, Representative Ro Khanna came out, and he's the one Democrat. The one. You now have one Democrat that has come out and says, the FBI's got to explain what the hell they were doing here. You know, they got to explain what in the world was going on. He understands the seriousness of it. He's public with it, but every single Democrat knows the seriousness of this and how this can blow up in their how this can blow up in their face because this is directly related. And I saw it again yesterday. Oh, I don't on social media. You saw the deflection. Who cares about Hunter Biden? He's not president. Yeah, it's like, right. it's yeah, like yeah. Yeah, well, it's yeah. not about Hunter right. Biden. Yeah. It's about influence peddling. And the president. Now, the public knows that. Mm-hmm. The polls show the public yeah. knows that. Right. Uh, and and as more of this comes out, and as m- the public starts, and you're not going to you're you're not going to get 
you know, you're, there's going to be a number of Democrats that don't care. They mm-hmm. don't care. They're not looking for justice. They just want power. They're yeah. not looking. Right. They want the win. Right. They want they want the win. Uh, you know, censorship. They don't care about. Get me the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything that we know, influence peddling. We don't care if Biden makes money off the Chinese. We don't care if the Biden family has enriched themselves with foreign governments that uh, are enemies of the United States. We don't care. Just give us the win. That's all we care about. Yeah. And finally, like I said, you know, we United said, is any Democrat come out? Finally, you have one. And we told you if one Democrat comes out in many of these cases, for example, we talked about the liberal transgender activist movement. And we said, tell us one single member of the Democratic Party, not the voter, but the party that has come out and said, look, this is absolutely asinine. Yeah, right. And there hasn't been one. Right. And and so they, they will stick with that no matter what. And here you have Ro Khanna coming out. And we'll get to that coming up here in just a, a, a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about the SCOTUS Christian web designer case uh, that had the uh, the hearing yesterday. Michael Avenetti, Trump's former lawyer, lawyer, gets 14 years in jail. Let's just go back here. We need to have a little bit of entertainment, I think. Let's yeah, just right. sit back here. A little bit of entertainment. And see how the leftist media adored Michael Avenatti a few years back. Michael Avenatti is laying down the law. And is he really thinking about running for president? Joining me now live, the man himself, Michael Avenatti. Let's talk to somebody who understands the system very well. Michael Avenatti. He's Donald Trump's worst nightmare. Michael Avenatti. Michael, thanks so much for being here. Did you talk to Stormy Daniels last night? What was her reaction? Did the president just get a new challenger for 2020? Stormy Daniels lawyer Michael Avenatti may have just tossed his hat into the ring. Looking ahead to 2020, uh, one reason why I'm taking you seriously as a contender is because of your presence on cable news. First, let me take a moment to brag on my former student. This dude right here, I think of him as in a Justice League with Robert Mueller to save our democracy. (laughs) A nine-year-old boy has been reunited with his mother in Guatemala. And the person who helped make this happen, Stormy Daniels' lawyer and potential presidential candidate, Michael Avenatti. What do you say to critics who say this is a publicity stunt? Doing good work, having kids reunited with their parents. I mean, my record speaks for itself. Probably one of the biggest stars we have at this dinner tonight, of course. This is Michael Avenatti. I'm the only person right here Donald Trump fears more than Robert Miller. Miller? Miller. Miller. Please welcome Michael Avenatti. Yeah, I, I do think that, uh, that Trump is afraid of you. Lawyers don't normally do talk shows. I'm not your normal lawyer. Yes, you are something of a folk hero now. There you go. And he will be in jail now for 14 years. Sentenced to 14 years in jail. He represented himself. So uh, he's guilty of fraud and a horrible lawyer. Yep. Uh, 14 years in jail for defrauding his clients and for obstructing IRS officers to collect payroll taxes from his coffee business, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Central District of California. Mm. So just yeah. They were pushing for 17. They got 14. So, and just well, uh, I think the good news is that in 2038, (laughs) 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 with good behavior, he just might be at the DNC. 
and that'll be the last. <laughs> that's be, maybe the last time that that Hillary tries to run. <laughs> no, it won't. <laughs> She'll come back in 2042. Also coming up, I burst out laughing when I saw this story. I mean, I literally laughed out loud. <laughs> John Bolton says he will run for president if that if that's what it takes to defeat Trump. Oh, okay. Bolton. All right. Like He's buying into that liberal media hype when he wrote the book, which is, you know, became very clear to us right away when... We got word that the book was coming out. You only took that job uh, with Trump because you wanted to write the book. And he bought into the hype of the liberal media, that fake adoration that they have when someone turns against a Republican, uh, especially when someone turns against Donald Trump. And, and I've said this that work for it. I've said this before. When it comes to foreign policy, though, I agree a lot with John Bolton. Oh no! About, about how we treat our end, make that well, clear how we how we treat our you know how we treat our uh, 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 enemies. Yep. You know what what should be the proper oh, course of, of of action that we should not be enabling this much uh, that much, but everything else, the book and everything else that he wrote well, was it, just. And that's the thing is that he bought into that liberal media hype. Look, I can I'll take on Trump. I can beat him. You're you're buying into. The, the leftist media sees you as a warmonger. They're not going to be your friend again. That's not good. That's not the way that's going to work. It's like Liz Cheney, I think, at times is under yeah. that same delusion. Yeah, oh, right. the left, uh, they'll, they right. like me. I'm a media darling. You no, you're not. Uh, we'll have a gaslighting uh, update coming up because that is the word of the year. Texas leads... Uh, but don't we all? Don't we always? I mean, who was? Who else was taking over? Texas leads the U.S. in energy production. Uh, that has come out. Uh, the majority of Americans support Elon Musk's effort to make Twitter more free and transparent. Plus, uh, your calls and uh, and comment, and we'll. I guess we do have to play some of Corinne Jean Pierre, don't we? I mean, that's like mm. necessary. And didn't look like her book was any larger today because they just decided to ignore it. Just, well, that's just, it. They're just deflect. because they realized. Look, if we're if we're going to try and get into that spin, we're going to need a bigger book. But that's how you know. I mean, this isn't rocket science. Mm-hmm. If if the Democrats believe they can defeat Republicans or defeat anybody on a particular issue, they will take it up as soon as they deflect and will not discuss it. You know they're scared. They know they cannot argue anything about Joe Biden and the influence peddling and the enrichment of the Biden family. Every Democrat is going, oh, man. And every Democrat, that story came out yesterday that uh, his chief of staff said uh, he's going to make his decision during the holidays and Mm. he believes he will run. Uh Uh-huh. You've got the leadership saying this, and the rest of the Democratic Party is going, oh, my God, this could blow up in our faces. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's I – do, I don't know how you sort this mess. Well, I really don't, because if he comes out and he says, all right, I'm not going to run, I've decided – have Liz has Liz have a Liz Cheney run as a Democrat? I mean, no. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I I God. really don't know because you know it is. You you look at at uh, things like Fauci 
stepping down right as Republicans are about to take the House. You see, you know, the possibility. I don't know if he'll announce it. He's going to consider it over the holidays. But uh, if if it comes out that Biden has decided not to run again, as the Republicans are getting together and preparing to put on hearing after hearing over the whole laptop thing, I there's no good look here. The truth is ugly in every direction. And it's not going to bode well whether he's running or not. It's not going to bode well for the party. I, and the, the thing is, with everything that has come out about, you know, uh, Hunter Biden and, and Joe Biden, mm-hmm. and the fact that everyone knows that Biden has lied, the big lie is out there and everybody knows it. The big lie is Biden yeah. saying he knew nothing about his son's uh, uh, business dealings. And the media is just ignoring it all. But everyone knows the seriousness of this because they know the public. You see the poll, the polling that has come out with the public. Yeah. Right, uh, almost right. two thirds want the Republicans to investigate Biden as to what's going on. Right. The Hunter Biden laptop is not about Hunter Biden. It's about Joe Biden. They will deflect that. They'll say, I don't care about Hunter. Well, this is just this is old news. They'll do everything except defend the president and say he didn't do anything. You notice nobody is saying that. No one no. is saying that. No. And that's how you know. This isn't hard. No. 86690-RED-EYE. Electrical systems are one of the most common causes of winter breakdowns. So when your batteries talk, it's important you listen. Know the warning signs that could indicate your electrical system needs attention to help avoid getting stuck out in the cold this winter. Keep an eye out for lights that are dim, as this is an early warning sign that your alternator is degrading and near the end of its life cycle. Lights that are brighter than normal, on the other hand, can indicate your alternator is overcharging. You should immediately get a full electrical system check if you notice either of these warning signs. This report is a service of Shell Rotella. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Well, it was very kind of you, but you could have corrected me on the air when I made that mistake earlier. Mm. Yeah, Avenatti was not uh, yeah. Trump's lawyer. I, I don't know why I said that. I just, yeah. you know, He was the stripper's lawyer. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was stormy down in the snore. I have no idea why I said Trump. Yeah. And I remember saying it. it's not like I wasn't paying attention and just having to come out of my... It's like I knew I said it, and it was... All of a sudden, there was another Michael... That was a Trump lawyer. Michael. It used to be a lawyer. Cohen, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, I just, I knew, I knew the, the difference between the two. I don't even know why I said that. Sometimes when you do five hours ad lib, that's Sometimes it just flies out. Yes, you exactly. Know? So, I, uh, earlier, I almost said Michael Bolton when talking about John Bolton. <laughs> I have, they have very different mullets. And, you know, and then the, immediately when you said Michael Bolton, I was thinking of the, the kid from Inatech. You know, that uh, office space. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that other Michael Bolton. <laughs> the other Michael Bolton. Oh, my gosh. we got too many Boltons. Listen, more Boltons every hour. We're the station that cares. Oh, man. All Bolton all the time. Kirsty Alley. Oh, man. Man. You know, um, 
Uh, for those that don't know, uh, Kirstie Alley passed away. It was announced uh, just hours ago. Uh, passed away after a short battle with cancer. And it really wasn't known that yeah. she had been sick. Uh, her family basically implying that she had just learned recently about mm-hmm. this cancer. I don't know how recently. And they don't. They did not disclose what type of cancer she was battling. But uh, Kirstie Alley dead at the age of uh, 71. And all, every time I would see her face anywhere, all I would think is actor Tom Berenger, who played, who she married at the end of Cheers. Oh, yeah. Called yeah. her Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> so every time I'd see her, i go, huh, there's Rebecca. There's Rebecca. <laughs> yeah. Regime is in place. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. Good morning. All right. Let's see what the White House had to say uh, about uh, Elon Musk and mm-hmm. the Twitter files. All right. Here we go. Uh, decisions were made to, to censor reporting leading up to the election. My question was: Is it the White House view? that these decisions were made appropriately in light of what has come out. Which decisions? By whom? By Twitter. By Twitter on... Okay. So, look, we see this as a, a an interesting or a coincidence, if I may, that... Uh, uh, that he would so haphazardly, uh, Twitter would so haphazardly push this distraction. Uh, that is a that is a full of uh, old news, if you think about it. Um, and uh, at the same time, Twitter is facing very real and very serious questions uh, about the rising volume of anger, hate, and anti-Semitism on their platform. So there you go. Again, as we stated right out of the box yesterday, Watch how the White House and the liberal media covers this. If they look at anything and challenge anything on the story, or if they've ever challenged anything on the story, Mm -hmm. has there ever been a prominent Democrat or media analyst to come out and say that the Biden family, led by Joe Biden, was not involved in an influence-peddling scheme? I haven't heard one. Whether laws were broken or not, that this is... Absolutely influence peddling. What you have heard is the messenger being blamed. Yeah, Matt, right. Matt Taibbi being blamed, uh, you know, uh, for uh, these aren't these. He lacks journalism ethics. That's that's beautiful coming from yeah. the, the, the mainstream uh, media mm. that uh, now he is the PR agent for a billionaire mm-hmm. that uh, this is old news, that it's a distraction. Well, the public doesn't think that way. So they can't win it. Here it is. A majority of Americans support Elon Musk's ongoing efforts to change Twitter to a more free and transparent platform. Now, remember, this story is just a couple of days old because it was just released. Right. Uh, Out of uh, 1,085 likely general election voters polled between November 30th and December 3rd, a majority, 52.3%, say they support Musk's Twitter endeavors. 31.3% said they do not. 16%. I don't know. That's a 20-point difference. That's a problem. 
that's a problem for the Democrats right there. And as this continues and you get more information, it's not going in any other direction. The Democrats don't have an argument. They don't have any argument for the Hunter Biden laptop story. They don't have any argument for the censorship of Twitter. They have no argument for the collusion of the DNC and the Biden campaign with Twitter and other social media. They have no answer. They have no argument for the FBI and the FBI's role in all of this. Notice that they have no argument. They will question the journalist, journalism ethics mm-hmm. of the reporter uh, who actually you know, brought all the information from Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. And I think Elon Musk you know, was wrong in doing that. I don't, I don't believe he should have done it the way I think he should have just said, I'm releasing it here through Twitter. You know, here it is. I'm releasing everything right here on, on my site. Mm-hmm. He decided to do it another. But that doesn't matter. The only question I really care about, is it true or is it a lie? And is anyone out there, any Democrat, stating that what Elon Musk has brought is a lie? Have you heard anyone? Not one. Nope. And so one thing I think the American public is getting good at is they do know when somebody is BSing them. They know when they look at it and they say, okay, you know, what, what, what are they doing here? Okay, I notice they're not answering the question. They're not answering the question. They're not answering the question. Uh, on Monday's broadcast of CNN's Out Front, Representative Ro Khanna, the Democrat from California, stated uh, that he doubts that the FBI leaned on Twitter to suppress the Hunter Biden story, but it's perfectly appropriate to find out if that was the case. And called for the FBI to explain what they were doing and what the rationale was. That's the first Democrat to say the FBI should explain what's going on. Well, and that's exactly what you're going to see. We, we were talking yesterday about the number of different types of hearings or subject matters that might be covered in hearings. Um, the the president and and the question of whether or not he uh was directly involved uh if he is compromised at the moment all those all those questions the questions about uh the FBI and what they did and why they approached social media this is going to be these are these have to be the questions for the GOP committees that are going to be full steam in 23. And that's where you're going to have to, you know, this is this is um, going to be, I think, the most interesting is going to be, uh, aside from what we learn about Hunter and, and, and the current president, is going to be the FBI. Why were you engaging in that behavior? Why were you approaching social media? There was no case. What were you working on? Who made the assignments? I think the first person I'd get up there is Director Ray. What's going on in your house at the FBI? How is any of this justified? 
And if you see the media reaction to it, it's because they agreed with the censorship. They were either a part of the censorship or agreed with the censorship. They still and, are by not covering it. Right, I mean, if you right, think about it. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's a, that's a question Americans will look at, say, no, wait a minute. Because here's the, there isn't a story that you and I won't cover. No. no. There isn't one story that we won't cover. Well, there are less interesting stories that aren't relevant. Well, but exactly. it's not, well, well, I'm not a story that no, we're afraid to cover. No, right. I, there isn't a story that we are afraid. There is no story that we're afraid to cover. None. Right. None. And somebody uh, somebody sent me an email, the, or was a tweet or something like that. It was just like not even worth answering. It said, you know, basically, Eric and Gary won't cover the Elon Musk story because they won't cover any story on election interference. It's like, what the hell? Who are you listening to? Yeah, yeah. My God, I mean, who has done more? Yeah, thanks for not listening. Right, who, who, has, who has done more in-depth uh, coverage on the Hillary Clinton enterprise for, for uh, you know, the, the Russia collusion hoax? Probably spent more time, because we have more time, than any other talk radio show in the country. I think that's fair. Yeah. It's like, who are you listening to? It's like, yeah, we're not going to. And the funny thing was, he wrote it right after on Friday night, you you put the book on, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, you would put the book on, you know, talking about the fact that uh, we'll be on this Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And he did that after you posted that. I'm like. These people even listen? Are you are you paying attention yeah. at all? But there is there's not a story because I'm not in I'm not involved in either political party. I have no. my preferences of who I vote for. I'm not responsible knows. for anything right. anybody has done. They have to answer for that. And if you're a public servant, you have to or somebody who's serving a public servant, then you have to answer to the American people. Because the flat the, out. The, I think one of the, the biggest questions here outside of the, the scandal is we now have, and I will say it's the well, it's the majority of the mainstream media. It's almost all of the mainstream media hmm. that is okay with censorship. They don't want the other side to be heard. Mm-hmm. They aren't now. If well, we have stated this for years, they're not journalists. We don't call them journalists. Don't call them political activists. Mm-hmm. What was it? Remember, was it after the Mueller report? I forgot who came out. And said that it was a Republican said, well, maybe now the maybe now these journalists will go back to the journalistic integrity since they got burned. It's like, don't say no, that. No, no they, won't. they don't care. No, they simply jump on that. There's they don't have any shame. They have no shame because they're not thinking as journalists. They're political activists who say, OK, well, we got mileage out of this. OK, we got uh, we got burned on it. Where do we go next? What is our next piece of propaganda? Right. They don't sit there and. And like I know talk show hosts and journalists that grew up, you know, that I knew and I worked with Mm -hmm. who may be opinionated, but they aren't afraid of any story and they're not afraid of the truth. Right. And because they're not political, even though they have their political bent, they're not political activists. They understand what their job description is. And yep. so when you see the media today, I mean, it's that's the that's and it's so blunt right now. I mean, it's so absolutely blunt. And it's to me, I'll be honest with you, it's a little bit humorous because I know they're all scared because they were all part. 
So many of them, I won't say all, but so many of them were a part of the censorship mentality that's existed Mm. for liberals for a significant period of time. They believe in censorship. And as I've said, I don't, you know, just be honest. The thing I've always had about the media, the mainstream media, is I don't care if you're biased. Just tell people you're biased. It's the lie. Mm -hmm. It's the lie that, no, we're unbiased and we wish to cover everything. And obviously they don't. And this is a perfect example of how they don't wish to cover it. Right. Yep. They continue to ignore this whole thing. You're only going to be able to get away with that for so long. And now I think they don't know. A lot of them don't know where to go in this situation. It's like Jeffrey Tubin said a long time ago, actually. We don't know what to do with this whole Hunter Biden thing. Yeah, you do. You cover it. Right. What do you mean you don't know what to do with it? You find it. You find out the facts and you report them. It's not that hard. It is that hard after they believe after you've invested so much. That's the problem. We played you that audio cut of the adoration. Yeah. You know, it was over the top Michael for Avenatti. Michael Avenatti right. and, and and all that, you know, back when who he's gonna be the guy. He's the guy. Oh, he's not the guy. Yeah, you fall for the BS and you and, continue to fall for the BS. And that's that's the thing, is that when you invest that heavily, how do you back down and go, Oh, okay, maybe there's something here. Almost did Keith Morrison. And maybe the president is guilty. <laughs> you... <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, I, it's just a, you know, but that's the, that's what they run into is that they're so heavily invested. Yeah, they are. And, and how do you back down from that? You put your all into it. You work so hard. You know, that, that isn't journalism. No. That is activism. You're a volunteer for the campaign. You're a volunteer for the administration. You're a volunteer for the agenda. Yeah. But it's the lie. Yeah. It's it's that that's what bothers me. I don't care if anybody's biased. I'm biased. But yeah, it's the right. lie that they claim they're unbiased. No. Right. We're journalists. We're journalists. Remember was the president of what was it NBC or CNBC yeah. or, or MSNBC that came out and said, "No, no, no. We're we're journalists. Well, yeah, no, yeah. that's the problem. Right. You're lying, exactly. and the people know you're lying. If you simply say, we're not journalists, we're political activists, we believe in this side and not the other side, mm-hmm. well, then see how much of it. You'll probably get some audience, but others you won't. But at least you're, you have, your product has integrity. Right. Your product has right. no integrity because you're lying to your – and the thing is <laughs> – the thing that Democrat, the, me, the 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 political activists in the media are censoring, who are they censor, Who are they keeping the information from? Democrats. Yeah, right. Because here's the thing, you know, either you believe it or you believe it's all a lie, right? Some yeah. big conspiracy, right wing, whatever. And you're looking for them to go do the digging to give you ammunition. So you can go out to your friends and say, see, that's a lie. And they're not doing that. 866-90-RED-EYE. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara.
It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. So just looking at, at, at everything with, with uh, uh, Twitter and the, the laptop and influence peddling to enrich the Biden family, mm. I don't see, I don't see, and you know when we talk about any of these things, we analyze everything that's out there. Mm-hmm. I don't see one point of substance that any Democrat or anyone attempting to defend the president can make. I don't see no. it. No, you're right. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't see it. And this thing's just going to get worse and worse. And they're pretending like, you know, president's chief of staff, he's going to make the decision. And I believe he's going to do it. Uh-huh. And everybody's jumping on board. Biden, okay. Biden. Well, this thing, the one thing the public doesn't like, the public may be okay, a significant amount of public, if one party screws another party with mm-hmm. election interference. They're not okay if you make money from a foreign government. Top of the Hour News is brought to you by House Products. Visit HouseProducts.com. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. And if you find that you can't listen live overnight to one of our great radio stations, you can listen when and where you want on your uh, uh, smartphone. And thank you. Yes. Saw a construction crew on the way in, uh, not far from here, working nights. They've got all the bright lights, you know, working under this bridge. I'm thinking, man, I get to sit in a chair and pretty much have fun all night. These guys are, you know... Struggling to see what they're working on, even with the bright lights. Got to work all night on the underside of a bridge. But, uh, yeah. I hope it goes smoothly to that crew. And so that all of that is cleared when I'm going home. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I don't know. I don't know how they... I don't know I, how they do that each it, and every day. I have so much respect. Even when I was young and had, you know, more energy, I, I just, it's, and I have buddies that do that and they just, and I'm like, man, I go out and work in my lawn for a couple hours one day. I'm canceling everything else for the rest of the week. You guys are working, you know, and, and that's the thing too. You get, okay, we're going to be scheduled to work overnights. And those guys likely don't work overnights all the time. They got to do it because, you know, there are night projects you got to do because of traffic in a major metro area. And, you know, so it does happen, but they've got to switch and then stay up all night. That's that's even harder. I did see it again on the way in that that sign in which I always question why they are so insistent on that Mm. guardrail damage ahead. No. Well, I have no plans of running into that guardrail, so yeah. what do I care? Right. Tell me if there's a pothole in the middle right. of the street. Right. I always miss those signs because I'm looking at my phone, but I'm thinking <laughs> that maybe somebody benefits from it. 
<laughs> Guardrail damaged. I'm planning on staying on the road. Yeah. I tweeted out one time, man, this guy in front of me is texting while he's driving. I'm going to have to go around him. It took like 15 minutes before somebody got the job. <laughs> yeah, it's everybody out there that's working, and including the uh, the two officers that are helping keep that crew safe, you know, because they've got to sit there in their squad car, you know, and keep the lights on. Now, they're special officers, right? I mean, they're not they're not regular police I, officers. I don't know. I actually I think, don't know in this case. Yeah, I, I think they're they they have the police cars, but I don't believe they're regular law enforcement. Yeah, well, they were wearing the uniform and a gun, so I don't know. Did they really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe some are. Yeah. I was told they're not, that it's yeah. a special job. That maybe it varies do. from city to city, maybe. I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, but still, you got to sit there in that squad car. Here's the thing. If you're sitting there in the squad car and you're not going to go anywhere, and you could uh, kind of listen to uh, Red Eye Radio. Yeah, turn that on. We do have police officers that do listen. I'm sure only when they're off duty. I used to stop at a store, Seven Eleven. The guy was listening all the time. So I mean, yeah, because I I would be there not long after. This is when we worked at the other. Place. Yeah, right. This yeah, we right. Closer. Yeah. So it was like five minutes away, and he, uh, you know, it was you know they. I got there a couple times before it even reached five o'clock, and it was right. like, oh, okay, right. He's listening. Yeah. So that was that was I went into cool. an ER one night. I it was right before we were going to go on. I had to go to an ER and I, I ended up that. coming in and the entire staff was you know familiar with me and then I had to explain yeah. I do remember one time playing golf. Mm-hmm. And this goes back a long long time ago, but I was playing golf here in Texas. Mm-hmm. And and uh I kept missing putts and I would just laugh. Yeah. And we got to the 16th hole. And this guy says, all right, I've had enough mm. of your laugh. What? Because you're Gary McNamara. <laughs> it's like, wow. I had that happen to me once. I was talking to somebody else, and somebody comes up to me and says, okay, I got to ask. I was like, yep, I'm George Norrie. And <laughs> it's, it, you know, it, it rarely happens. I had a, actually, when my son, man, this goes back a long time. My son, I was taking him to school, to junior high. That's not too far from here. And uh, they had moved the, they had broadened the school zone. And they moved the sign, and I, I didn't see it. That's It was on me, totally. Uh, and it didn't have lights. They just moved the, you know, the 20-mile-an-hour zone. They had moved it up, and they had broadened the zone, and I didn't catch it. And that officer was there working that school zone. And so I pull up to the school. My my son crouches down, you know, because we're pulling up in front of all his friends. And uh, the cop lit me up. And then he comes up and I got to get your license, insurance. And then he comes back and he goes, okay, uh, just slow it down. I think I was only doing 25, 26. Uh, but um, he said, just slow it down. We broadened the uh, school zone. He goes, oh, by the way, uh, great show. <laughs> Wow, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. It was just about a year ago because it, it was right around Christmas. And this is normally my golf time. Mm-hmm. I've had some injuries and stuff, so and haven't been able to golf. And this week I won't be able to golf. But I'd like to. But it's about a year ago. And I got to like the seventh or eighth hole. And there's 18 holes in golf. People don't know. So there's still, you know, 12 holes or, uh, you know, 11 holes to go. Mm-hmm. 
And this, the guy I'm, you know, the golfing with, real nice guy, says to me, he says, you know, what do you do? And I go, ah, you know, radio production, you know. It's like yeah. those are the days it's like, I don't want to get I, into this. I, sometimes I'll and, say I work in a warehouse because technically we, we do. Were, this, we is, this is an, uh, an old oh, warehouse. Yeah, this is the used warehouse. used to be a warehouse. Yes, the warehouse is right next to uh, mm-hmm. the next door to us. And mm-hmm. this, this is like the offices off a warehouse. Yeah, right. That, that's what they used to be before they mm-hmm. built the studios. And so I finally said, oh, I said, I do a talk radio show. He goes, what's your name? And I, you know, I said my name and he just freaked. Yeah. He absolutely just freaked. I mean, he's like jumping up and down. We've got to take pictures and, you know, he's, it's just, and my golf game went to hell. I mean, it was worth it because this guy just said, I I never get a chance to pick somebody's mind like yours. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I, 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 I see that. Go ahead. Yeah. And my golf game just because you're in the discussion all the time and it's just right. you cannot I cannot golf good when that's happening. I went, now nah, you know something, this is worth it. This is worth it. I just, you know, went out and hit the ball, still had fun. But I just you can't concentrate on your golf game because he just was peppering me with questions. And what about this? And what about that? And what about this? And what do you think about that? And what about this? And could this be like that? For the rest of the and we had another, it was probably two uh two hours and twenty minutes more to play, mm-hmm. and it was just I went home and went to sleep going, I'm exhausted, and I have to, have to do a show tonight. I think I was golfing on a weekday. And it was yeah. like, I was, I'm exhausted. Yeah. It's, like I've done, it's like I've done two or three shows. But it was still great because I knew that that's, that's the one difference of doing this kind of show, being in this medium. There is no, when people meet you, they don't like you for superficial reasons. Well, that's it's, they, that's something that, and it's funny because sometimes our marketing staff, if if uh, I'm at an event or something, it's like, you know, grab your sharpie and go out to the table. Uh, it's not like that. I mean, I, I'm 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 happy to do that, but that's not. Right. It's uh, you know, you're you're talking to you know people who are often working while they're listening to us. So so we connect because we are, it's part of a conversation that they are a part of. You know, and don't always get to, you know, voice their opinion or or, uh, you know, or respond during that conversation. So it's it is different. I I was at a family event and and my oldest daughter comes up to me. She goes, "Okay, Uh, it was for a friend. And she said, "Okay, her uncle is here and he's your biggest fan. And my wife is standing there. She goes, yeah, he's your biggest fan. I said, wait, what? You're not my biggest fan. And she says, huh? Uh, but, but, and, and the guy and, and Uncle Bob, if you're out there, hello, good morning. Um, and we've been friends since. Um, but that's, I mean, uh, uh, truck drivers that listen. And if I meet them at an event, a trucking event or a truck stop or something that I've been friends with for ages because of those events. And that's, that's the way I see it is that we're having a conversation. And plenty of times you'll hear they, well, I don't always agree with you guys, but I listen every night and love the show. And it's like, okay, great. That's perfect. Um, but it's it really is more about being part of the conversation, which is kind of the whole point. And uh, not so much about, you know, adoration. Yeah, it's about they, they, they want to pick your brain. And I went, and those are the times, because you do this every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we do this every day, so we get used to doing it. But it's, and when I used to work during the days, I used to meet 
you know, hundreds upon hundreds of people every week because I would yeah. do, you yeah. know, I was doing big functions and speeches, you know, thousand people. I mean, that's what you do when you do local talk radio in a market the size of, of Dallas. You're always out doing things. You, it's impossible doing this shift. You just can't. So when it happens, every each time is really so special when you realize that people really want to pick your brain. And at that point, I really appreciate what I do. I said, wow, it's really cool to be in something where people really want to pick your brain to analyze stuff. Yeah, and it, it's right. like there's a gen, genuine yeah. interest. Is like, you know, you talked about this, and I think you know about this, and I don't, so I want to know this. And there's a genuine and interest and excitement and I like that. It's like, that's what I do. And that's, you know, that's what I do. And that's the kind of response, you know, I get, you know, this is the kind of response I get from people that listen. And I went, that's the coolest thing in the world. And that's yeah. one of the things where I would say that this is the best job in the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm could have retired, but it's like, I, I can't retire from this. It's yeah. like, I, <laughs> I just can't do it. There's just. My my mind is still moving at a million miles a second, and it's great when you realize so are the people that listen to you. Yeah, and, that's and, that's and, the thing. And they're, that they're they animal. are like minded right. in, and not just uh, not always their opinions, but but quite often too with not just their opinions, um, but also the way that they think and, critical, and analyze stories they're, and they're things. critical thinkers. They yeah. they analyze and they love analyzing, yeah. and it's like, oh wow, really? That's Oh, okay, I get it. And that's I mean that's really really enjoyable. So. And quite often we'll get come back from either uh a weekend or, you know, a few days off or whatever. And we'll have uh, people on social media posting, "All right, guys, you know, we're here. We're waiting. Everybody's, you know, waiting yeah. and and hey, did you see this and and sending stories and everything else." That kind of conversation is always going to be fascinating to me. Uh the conversation uh, and, and this is what is, you know, I think frustrating for a lot of people is that there are too many people uh, that don't want to have conversations anymore. They just want to shut them down. And, you know, it, I guess you can choose to go that route. But I'm very, very happy that we have an audience that, that is part of that conversation with us. Yeah, we're not really into censoring. No. I don't I don't want to censor people. That's no. the last thing, you know. It's... No. I don't want any. I don't want anybody in the media censored. I don't want the left censored. That's a. In fact, the last people I want censored. I don't want anybody on the far left afraid to say what they really believe because I think the public needs to know what they really believe. Well, and yeah. we've been finding this out the last ten years. Well, and that's the thing is that it's actually quite the opposite. I wish they would talk. I wish they'd actually have conversations. We've had over the years. We've had some people that say they're liberal and they call in. We have. These very, you know, we go back and forth, and it's not necessarily heated. Uh, we have a, a very uh, good conversation on a number of things. Well, I, I'd like for the I'd like for those who disagree with us, the, the Democrats, liberals, to say to defend Biden and mm-hmm. and and go against Elon Musk, and not just you know, and and specifically on the substance of the issues, they won't do that. They're not doing that at all. They will not do that. They don't wish to have a discussion on anything. It's we're right. We don't want to explain. We just want to tell you this is the way that it is. We don't want to explain our logic to you. And if you don't agree with us, then you're a hate monger. That's where we are right now. No, it is. With the opposition. No, it is. You know, Elon Musk took over Twitter. Now it's full of hate. 
you heard the cut that we played earlier. Yeah. Sean Pierre, that's from the White what House. she said. Right. And it's not. No, it's not. No. 86690 Red Eye. Hi, I'm Jen Loomis, a transport safety expert at JJ Keller, and I'm here to share a tip on winter weather driving. As a driver, it's important to know the laws of the states you travel through. One example of this is in regard to tire chains. Not all states allow chains, but in some areas of the country, tire chains are required to be carried on commercial vehicles as early as September and as late as May. If you're going to be driving through a state that requires you to carry chains, make sure you're prepared with the proper size and number of chains needed for your vehicle, plus extra links. Regularly check the chains for broken hooks, worn or broken links, and bent or broken side chains. Know how to safely put chains on your vehicle's tires, and don't wait until the last minute to put them on. Pull over in a safe and level area, preferably a designated chain-up area. Wear reflective clothing to remain visible to other drivers. Make sure chains are snug but not tight, then check them regularly and retighten as needed. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller and Associates. Visit us at jjkeller.com. This report is brought to you by Pilot Flying J and by Shell Rotella. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. And Red Eye Radio, he is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED. I'll tell you this, uh, I did see gas prices under $2.50 yesterday in Texas. I saw two forty nine on the way in, mm. but the gas station right near me that went down to like two fifty one yesterday was back up to two seventy nine today. All right. Mm. So I know it's the winter driving season, so people aren't driving as much yeah uh i did see the warning from the american petroleum institute i think it was that came out and said you know the the uh, strategic oil reserve is getting real low yeah and that's what happens when you take from it when you're not supposed to take from it and you know that's something that we talked about when they did it when biden pulled that move all right and then did it again so coming up, we'll tell you about Texas uh, still leading the U.S. in energy production. Well, who else would? I don't know who else would. Uh, so we'll get to uh, that. That was a headline, though. The SCOTUS uh, Christian Web Designer case. Yeah. Also coming up. And uh, a gaslighting update. Trump was gaslighting yesterday. Mm. Everybody knows what he said on True Social. Well, there's the thing. I don't know why you would back away from it. Yeah. You know, but where he talked about changing the the rules of the Constitution, right? Uh, because of the you know the whole Twitter release, right? And the election of twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and then he came out and said, "No, everybody's anybody who's repeating that." And as we read it verbatim on the air, well, what does it say? Here is what it says, right? And everybody knows what it. That's the definition of gaslighting when everybody knows what he said, and then he comes out the next day and lies about it. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Either you believe it when you post it or or you don't believe it. Right. And a perfect example of of gaslighting. Interesting that I, you know, and I've been uh, paying attention to 
a number of acquaintances uh, and and friends that were the most loyal Trump supporters you could possibly ever imagine. Hmm. I mean, went to his rallies, went to went to remember the uh, the boat rallies that happened. Oh yeah, when Trump wouldn't even remember the, yeah. the, the I, Florida that went to the these even in in other places in the Great mm-hmm. Lakes. Mm-hmm. I know Buffalo had one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Before the election. Mm-hmm. And these are people that did everything. I mean, they bought all the Trump stuff. You'd walk in their house. There'd be Trump stuff all over the place. Trump, 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 Trump. These are all people that are conservative. Mm-hmm. They're all, and, and I mean, generally long-term conservatives. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, and probably about six or seven of them is, you know, uh, asked one of them yesterday about, well, what do you think about this? I, I just don't want to talk about Trump anymore. Yeah, they're I, not angry. They just they just are like they just tuned out. Well, I think it's it, the timing is kind of weird too. For a lot of people, it's too early, and for a lot of people, it's the past. Don't even ask about the extra e. Call in during the show. 1-866-90-RED-EYE. Red Eye Radio. And he's Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. 866-90-RED-EYE. Well, for the people that I'm talking about, the Trump supporters, it's not that it's too early. They, they're they right. done. Mm-hmm. They're done with him. Mm-hmm. And they were the most loyal. Yeah, it's a thing of the past. Yeah, yeah. They, they, were the, they were the most loyal Trump supporters that you could find. They're and, the other group that I mentioned. And that's what's weird yeah. about the timing. I think for a lot of people, it's like, yeah, what are we talking about? Oh, 24? Yeah, no. Uh, not going to give it any consideration. And then the others that were may have been loyal to him in the past that are saying, eh, time to move on. I'm seeing a lot of that anecdotally on social media. Look, here's here's what he said on, on over the weekend. Quote, a massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution, Mm. end of quote. Mm. And then yesterday he put out the fake news is actually trying to convince the American people that I said I wanted to terminate the Constitution. This is simply more disinformation and lies, just like Russia, 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 and all their other hoaxes and scams, end of quote. Uh, Then he said he meant that, quote, steps must be immediately taken to right the wrong, end of quote. Then Sorry. why did you mention the Constitution? Yeah, and termination of all the rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the whatever is in the Constitution that you wish to be changed so that there can be a do-over in the election you would want to change. That's a change in the Constitution. That would be terminating that part of the Constitution. Yeah. Stop with the childishness. Stop with the, you know, I, you know I, <clears throat> he can do whatever he wants. Uh, it it doesn't serve us, it doesn't serve a purpose anymore, and he's losing he's losing Republicans uh, each and every day. He's losing independents. He's losing Republicans. But this was pure gaslighting, pure well, gaslighting, saying that what you heard me say. And there, this has happened before, but this is one of the most blatant examples mm-hmm. of gaslighting from from uh, from Trump. And that's why I approached a couple of people that I know yesterday on it and said, you know, what do you think about it? I just, we just don't want to talk about it. You know, we're, we're, you know it's, we've moved on. And right. they, they don't come across as angry. 
It's just we just we just moved on. No, I think that on. is the tone, at, at least from you know what I see. And again, it's anecdotal, but yeah, it's anecdotal. that's that really is the tone. Yeah, it's, it's anecdotal, but again, it's part of the 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 passion of why Trump was such a success. Mm-hmm. And you know, these were people that were Trump, do or die. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't something where I <clears throat> saw. I started seeing it probably about a year ago. Well, uh, it, in, look, in the, and, and they were just sort of, well, you know, you know uh, whatever. We'll, you know, we'll see what happens. And then when we got to about three, four months ago, it was like, well, you know, we'll see what else is out there. But maybe it's he's done a great job. But maybe it's time for him to pass a torch to someone else. We'll see who's in there. And now it's just like they don't even want to talk about him anymore. It's just like, nah, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, it, you know, I'm 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 past him. I've I've moved on. That's actually like a almost a quote from like three pe- different people that I know who were absolutely as pro-Trump as you could imagine. I mean, you'd walk into their houses, like I said, they'd have Trump signs mm-hmm. uh, there. Their Facebook media was, you know, their Facebook, their their social media was all Trump, 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 Trump. They never mention him now. They don't come out angry against him. They just don't mention him. Yeah, I've seen a couple of people uh, that I follow that, that pretty much do the same thing, have done the same thing in recent months. And look, regardless of uh, anything else, you can set everything aside. Time alone is going to diminish the interest. Uh, when you put things in the rear view, then quite often people look and say, okay, if it, if DeSantis weren't running, would it be different? I don't know. I actually can't tell you that. If DeSantis weren't running. <laughs> Red Eye Radio has called it. Ron DeSantis, governor <laughs> of Florida, is running. I think I said um, last week, though. Yeah, no, that, he's... That with, the, with, the, with the book coming yeah, out. Yeah, he looks like he's and, been working out a little bit. You know, yeah, he's, 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 he's... I think I, he's I, I, believe, yeah. I believe he's running. But, yeah. you know, if, if he weren't, you know, being talked about so much, uh, you know, and we can at least say that for sure, uh, then would there be different consideration... I actually don't know. Um, look, the left left Obama behind. You know, these the, just, again, naturally, that's the way it's going to play out politically. Not that Obama could run again, but if he could, he wouldn't be the rock star. Now, the asterisk on that last comment is... But then when you consider the current president, well, no, I, 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 was, I was thinking the same thing in normal times. No, because. Yeah. But but uh, no, they, but, you know, they, they would look at him and say, we'd rather have Obama. He mm-hmm. you know did it. So I think Obama could be a formidable candidate for the Democrats. I don't and, know. I don't know what he'd do in an election. Right. Right. I don't and, know if anybody relates to him anymore or. But these are the things. And, and I think, too, I think uh, people are done engaging in things that go nowhere. You know, and we we talked about this. Don't engage. Well, from this week, we can add don't engage with yourself. You know, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, you're arguing with yourself. Right. Uh, and the, and the, I think it's important to note that these people are they've always been loyal conservatives. Mm-hmm. They've been they've been actively promoting what they believe for the last 30 years, because mm-hmm. most of the people are around my age. Mm-hmm. And and so it's they've been extremely active uh, in uh, supporting the Republican Party 
yeah, of right. supporting passionately the candidates and issues that they believe in, hmm. and they are true conservatives. They're not because you know you and I talked about who voted for Trump, and I think we had come up. I, I was looking for the list the other day. I'm like, did I store the list somewhere? We had eight different demographics that voted for Trump. Yeah, and one of them are loyal conservatives that look at it and say, well. Not that we believe Trump is a total conservative, but the core issues here, there's core issues that we believe he's actually going to try to get done. So he's got our vote because we don't buy into the the rest of the Republican Party at that time in 2015, 2016. Right. They're just, you know, basically the the swamp. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, they're just too wishy-washy on everything. And that's that's where you were at at uh, that time. That's different than the populist supporter of Trump. Right, because the populace is not necessarily conservative, mm-hmm. and and so uh, and and I do know the we we talked about Trump that for a Republican probably had more political idolatry than any president any Republican president except maybe uh, Reagan yeah right. at a you know at a time but um because Reagan lasted a long. Reagan lasted a long time, even after he was out of office. After those two terms, there was a heck of a lot of of uh, of uh, political. And by the way, political idolatry isn't necessarily bad if it's based on the substance of the issues that you are talking about. Because the, the political idolatry towards Trump even was issue based. Right. For the most part, it was issue based, even from the populist, the populist who may not be totally conservative, but more middle of the road, more populist, more protectionist maybe in trade than a conservative uh, out there uh still it was based on the issues and that's the difference the political idolatry towards obama was not based on the specifics of the issues of where he stood yeah and that right, he would do right. these these particular things and that is the you know that's the difference but and well, so I know I know there are people out there that still support Trump. You know, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, yeah, sure, sure. I'm sure I'm going to get. It. I support Trump, no doubt. I'm sure there's people that support mm-hmm. Trump. I'm talking about the the erosion of support from, and if it's if it's, I know it's anecdotal, but I do think that it's a microcosm of what's happening in the Republican Party, and I think that that uh, what happened with. Uh, you know, him him writing, if an election is irrefutable, fraudulent, uh, excuse me, not excuse me, if, uh, uh, a massive fraud of this type and magnitudes allows for the termination of all rules, regulations and articles, even those found in the Constitution, bothered a lot of Republicans. And yeah. when he came out and said the fake right. news is actually trying to convince the American people that I said I wanted to terminate the Constitution, well, then. Then why did you bring it up? Why did you use those terms? Right. Why did you use those words right. in that particular statement? Right. So he's gaslighting. Mm-hmm. He's, and everybody knows he's gaslighting. Everybody knows he's trying to get out of something that he said probably when he saw everything that came out. He was extremely emotional. And I've stated, if anybody has a right to be extremely emotional about what, you know, the the enterprises that were put together in order to destroy his his campaign and then his presidency from the Democrats. Yeah. You know, right. I forgot who wrote the other day about Adam Schiff, about, you know, Adam Schiff. Uh, I, I got to find this because it basically said exactly what we had said. Mm. Adam Schiff was the head of the House Intelligence second. No, he was he was he was the minority uh, a leader of the House Intelligence Committee and lied about what intelligence said. He absolutely lied about what the intelligence had. And then he is currently still the head of the House Intelligence Committee, he's the one that's supposed to disseminate 
the secrets, and he's the one that lied to the American public about it and did it over and over yeah. and over and over right. and over again, mm-hmm. where the entire thing about Trump and Russia collusion was made up. So I understand how I understand how Trump is angry because they've been calling him a traitor, and I'm sure he doesn't believe he's a traitor. I mean, I would be beyond paranoid, and I would be losing my mind every yeah. day. I mean, you think of the number of things that have been thrown at Donald Trump. Holy cow. And we've spent years covering it in detail. And we've said it before. I don't know how you hold your composure. No, I I, I, I don't. But it was, um, he has been, and that's why we have stated all the time for Republicans, you have to message effectively because one thing Democrats do well that Republicans don't, they will take one particular thing that you have said, they will twist it, and they will pound it day in and day out and day in and day out. And damn it, you better be able to answer effectively or they'll get you. Oh, yeah. Even if it's unjust and unfair. Mm-hmm. And you have to know how to market yourself. You have to know how to communicate You don't have time to get off into tangents and do ad-lib fighting with reporters. You've got to stick to those four or five or six issues, and you pound them. And when you say things, you can't be wrong, the John McNamara rule. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not sure, you shut up. Don't engage. Don't engage. And certainly don't engage with yourself. And as we said... Trump was a moderate on most of the issues. I agreed with him on the issues more than I do a normal Republican president. But he was his worst enemy by the things that he actually said. You're always, you know, and I don't care whether it's DeSantis who runs again or whoever ends up being president in 2024, if it's not Trump, they're coming after them. Yep. They're not going to back up. We said it. They're not going to say, well, Trump is out. If DeSantis ends up being the nominee and then eventually ends up being president. He's going to have bad days. He's going to have days where he fails. And I mean, he's going to fail with his base. That's going to happen. I hope to be wrong about that. And you have to know how to respond. You have to know you, how to, you've got to know yeah, how to every, correct every president it. Will be wrong, you, but, but I'm talking got about to how make it right. I'm talking about how the Democrats will attack mm-hmm. him and he's going, because it's going to go up. Even it's going to go up 10 times the level from the governorship of, of Florida. If well, he a, that and if I, he think they, I think they fear uh, DeSantis more. Yeah. Because they think, see now, especially after the November elections, they see the power that he has. 86690-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. 866 866- 90 Red Eye, if you would like to get in. Coming up on the top of the hour, California restaurant owners say that uh, they have enough signatures to block a fast food minimum wage law 
and uh, the California setting up a particular agency to just monitor what goes on like in restaurants mm. and fast food places. We'll get to that uh, coming up here in a little bit. Biden chief of staff says the president will decide on 2024 over the holidays and expects that he will run. Okay. And the Supreme Court case yesterday. And yeah. it was interesting because normally you don't see, well, it looks like the Supreme Court's going to go in this one direction. Mm-hmm. And that, that seemed to be the analysis yesterday from almost universally. It, yeah, it did. That it was it was so blunt that religious freedom is going to, and this is on the, uh, the woman that actually, uh, you know, uh, in her uh, computer web site business, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she... Uh, she wanted to do wedding, uh, I guess, wedding-like uh, things. She wanted to do websites for weddings, right? Mm-hmm. But only uh, different sex weddings. And right. she actually challenged the law knowing she was going to do this. It wasn't that they sued her. She actually sued them. Right. And we'll get to this law because it was really interesting. is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome. Good morning. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. If you can't listen overnight to one of our great radio stations, you can listen when and where you want on your smartphone and your smart speakers. And thank you. All right, so election uh, day today. Really not much to say about this. Mm, Really been saying the same thing for months upon months upon months. If the Democrats win, if Warnock wins, you have one of the most radical leftist candidates, senators, uh, that will be representing the state of uh, of Georgia. Mm-hmm. As radical as you can get on all the issues. Uh, in fact, if you look at where the state of Georgia stands on all the issues important to them, Warnock's on the other side. Yeah. Uh, on the other side, you have um, Herschel Walker who the majority of Georgians on the issues agree with him. He's just not good at articulation. He's not a good candidate. And I hope that Walker can win. I hope the, pe- I hope the people of Georgia look at him and go, well, the, these, the Democrats, are the, these people are nuts. I hope that happens. I don't know what's going to happen. All the polls show everything is within the margin of error. Yep. So I don't know. Right. I don't know if Georgia's different because early voting's been around. Early voting in some states show that Democrats, you know, may win something very handily. In Georgia, it may not be the case. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But that's just the analysis of it. But there's not much to say because nothing has really there. Nothing really has changed in any of this. You have a. I think both of them are horrible candidates. 
Yeah. And I, but I think yeah. Warnock's a horrible candidate. Warnock can BS and pretend he's a moderate. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's superficially a better candidate in the way that he articulates things. But what he actually believes, the majority of Georgia voters don't agree with him. Optics matters. Yep. Optics counts. Yep. And if Walker loses, it's because, as we said from the very, very beginning, he's a bad candidate. Yep. And if he wins, it's because maybe the voters of Georgia recognize that, well, he stands for much more of what we believe than this guy. We don't agree with anything with this guy, even though he may be smoother than the Republican candidate. Mm-hmm. He's just, this guy's a radical leftist. Mm-hmm. And he's as radical as you can get. Yeah, I also wonder what the if there is any uh, motivating factor behind the idea that there wasn't this big red wave, and in Georgia, the GOP voters have a chance to at least send a message and say, "Look, uh, while it doesn't give us control of the Senate, we don't want them getting fifty-one." And I don't know. I have no. And and there nobody's going to pull that. Ever. That would be way too expensive to find out. We'll we'll see what the sentiment is tomorrow about this time. I'm sorry. Uh, in At the end of January, <laughs> when all the votes have been counted. So there's not much to say on it. I, and I know going back and forth inside the Beltway and on social media, you know, there's the back and forth. But even that hasn't been, you know, that... There is no outside of Georgia and maybe social media, the political social media. Nobody's really talking about it. Well, and that it's is nationwide. Yeah, they're not right. And and that's it, the typically that's what you see that the magic uh, after Election Day wears off. If there's a runoff, it just kind of floats out there. Now, I wouldn't say that was the case back in 2020 in the same state. Um, but in most cases where there is a runoff. It's and that's what then that's what you look at, because then the question is, all right, what is turnout going to be? And it is all about turnout. And we'll find that out tomorrow night. Maybe, you know, looking at the whole uh, uh, Twitter files, I'm really looking for any, you know, Democrat article, liberal article that will actually challenge the substance of the allegations from Twitter and the whole issue of influence peddling with Biden. Mm-hmm. And so I'm searching here, and I found this from Salon.com. And I just want to read some of the highlights or lowlights of it. All right. Here's the headline. Hunter Biden's laptop, the right pseudo-scandal industry, hopes for another big win. Of course, it's a non-issue. Republicans hope to force the media to cover it and hope to make Joe Biden cry. So that's the... Oh, you're trying to make him cry. The, the childish analysis. All right. And then they they go into... Um, here it is. Uh, after a couple of weeks of facing an avalanche of criticism, Musk made a sharp pivot by releasing internal company documents pertaining to tr- uh, Twitter's decision last summer to briefly delete tweets relating to the now infamous New York Post article about Hunter Biden's laptop, at least momentarily, that shifted the conversation 
from Musk's relationship with numerous unsavory characters Hmm. with whom he interacts on Twitter to a long thread he commissioned from journalist Matt Taibbi, Taibbi, excuse me, supposedly revealing, at least according to Musk, that Joe Biden had defiled the First Amendment. And so they're using the First Amendment argument. This is the first one. Mm -hmm. He did no such thing, of course. First of all, this all went down during the 2020 campaign when Biden wasn't president at the time. As a presidential candidate, he had a perfect right to appeal to a private company not to publish salacious material about his family following Twitter's own rules. Well, it wasn't salacious material. Right. It was true. Well, maybe it was salacious, but it was true salacious material. Yeah, okay. It was true right. salacious. Maybe we'll call it sal- salacious, but uh, he had a perfect right to appeal to a private company. That's right. Mm-hmm. But what was it about? Was it just salacious material? Part of it was salacious material, truthful salacious material. But was that what we were concerned about? No. Were you and I, as citizens, were we concerned about whether he was with a prostitute or was smoking crack? Was that our concern? No. Or was our concern the fact that as a former vice president, as a vice president, and then afterwards his family is involved in influence peddling by getting millions of dollars from companies that are tied to foreign governments? I believe that was the issue that we were concerned with, correct? Yep. So she's off on that one, what the concern was. She's wrong on that. Um, and then goes to to, uh, to Trump, you know, Trump's response to it, mm-hmm. which Trump's response to it has nothing to do. Trump has nothing to do with the actual concerns that we have about, the, about Twitter. Uh, we understand how... It might have affected the election, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. Trump isn't the concern of the information that we're looking for right now or the country is looking for. Right. Got nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the Biden family and Joe Biden. And uh, it says, uh, let me see, uh, Hunter Biden laptop story has become an obsession on the right. And this latest installment has them in the throes of ecstasy. They don't care about the Constitution. And that's because that's what. Trump put, no, the Constitution and what Trump said has nothing to do with what our interest is in the Twitter story or the Hunter Biden laptop story. They care about the juicy dirt on the laptop and they want the whole country talking about it. This is a patented Republican scandal. Well, you're not specific enough. What is the juicy dirt on the laptop that we're concerned about? What is the greatest concern cited by the information coming from the laptop? And this is real. This is beauty, beautiful here. Listen to this. There are certain unsavory aspects of Hunter Biden's personal and professional career that I wrote about in details year ago. There is no clear evidence of any illegal, and the chronology doesn't work when it comes to allegations that Biden took corrupt action on behalf of his son as vice president. There is nothing there other than a man making money by trading on his family name, which you might think would be an embarrassing issue for a family that literally sells its name to the highest bidder. She's trying to compare the Trump brand to the Biden brand. Mm -hmm. Right. The only thing is Trump had something to sell. Yeah. And 
also who they're selling it to right and what they're selling exactly actually selling we're so too so when you and and again it's like won't directly won't get into the actual what's her name here uh won't actually get in uh, heather digby parton is a columnist for salon and like i said we're on the search for anybody on the left trying to defend what's going on and the only way they defend it is by not telling you the truth and the whole truth about what the concern is they are the ones they come on go here's what basically she's saying here's what eric and gary care about take well, take out take out the 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 people and list the actual concerns from what we are learning and have learned so far list all of it the right has attempted to turn joe biden's care and concern for his son who was going through a major life crisis, including substance abuse, wild partying, and a range of self-destructive behavior into a corruption scandal. Uh No, that's that's a lie. Right. That's an absolute lie, and she knows it. No one can possibly read the emails from the father and son that have been extracted from Hunter Biden's laptop and see anything but compassion and love. Hmm. Well, wait a minute. I would dare say that what Hunter Biden wrote in one of them that he has to support the uh, he's got to support the entire family. Mm-hmm. Who was he writing that to? I forgot who was writing that to. Remember, and including that wasn't when he was going off on Bobby Linsky, was it? No, I don't no, think. It was. No, no, no. Was this it? this is where he was. T- some he was talking to some member of his yeah. family. Where hopefully, oh yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where who hopefully you don't have to give half to your father. That that didn't sound like love and compassion to me. That sounded like a son that was pretty ticked off. That he had to give the you know the money that he was getting to his father, yeah, and other family members. My God, I mean, talk about picking and choosing. Uh, in fact, I'm I'm sure Republicans understand that what they're really trying to do is push Joe Biden to break down and cry in public. My God, this is written by somebody in junior high school. You can tear this apart, and then she goes back to she goes back to other scandals. Um, uh, <laughs> And Edmund Muskie, she goes to Gary Hart. Oh, great. Wow. But mostly what the Hunter Biden laptop scandal is about is the dirty pictures. Is that true? No. No. Completely false. And she knows that's false. She's lying. She knows she's lying. Sex scandals are where the dirty tricksters and blanket, I can't use this word, of the GOP really shine. Think about 1987 when a picture of Gary Hart of Colorado, Democratic heir, apparent at the time with the woman who wasn't his wife, derailed his presidential ambitions. No, nobody cares about Hunter Biden. No- Hunter's not running. Right. And, and Gary Hart was. There was a difference. Yes. Nobody cares about Hunter Biden. This isn't about Hunter. Yeah. Nobody cares about the pictures or him smoking crack or anything that he did. And then she goes into Bill Clinton. That Bill Clinton yeah. and Gary Hart right. is somehow yeah. the same thing. She's right. trying to make the relation. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just, I mean, this is such, I can't imagine being an editor going, this is really a, this is really a piece of S. <laughs> well, did she make the, uh, the point about Clinton? It was only about sex because yeah. how dare you say that after the hashtag Me Too movement? A lot of liberals would say, no, 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 no. No, this is, a, this is about, again, a family enriching itself. That's what, plain and simple. Well, through, through, through getting money from 
foreign governments by yep. uh, by companies yep with ties to commun especially china communist nation mm -hmm. and offering no talent for this money right where no it's obvious to anybody who has covered politics for any length of time that this is about influence peddling to enrich a family of a former vice president who is now president. You were buying influence, plain and simple, right. in that equation. And by exactly. the way, you can choose to leave that out and just focus on the dirty pictures, but you're a child when you do that. Exactly. Don't ever call yourself a journalist. Well, she doesn't have This the, isn't about Hunter Biden. No, she doesn't have the guts to actually defend what it's about. But it's, you know, it's, uh, well, at least they By the way, have, it's a horrible attempt, but somebody at least attempted. The the woman who uh, um, uh, wrote it uh, is Heather Digby Pardon, known as Digby. Okay. Uh, who founded the blog hullabaloo mm. she has been called one of the leading and most admired commentators of the liberal progressive blogosphere all right she's an amateur yeah no that it, it's about as weak as it gets it's she's an amateur is what she is she can't make too much. she won't actually discuss the points that that republicans and conservatives are concerned about and everybody should be concerned about and that's the possible that that's influence peddling to enrich the family of a former vice president, now president, by dealing and getting money from foreign governments. This when, is not about Hunter. Not about Hunter. And everybody knows it. Eight six six ninety red eye. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio toll free at eight six six ninety red eye. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Curley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. I'm telling you, since this all came out on Friday, I've just been absolutely passionate to find out, uh, you know, what how the left is trying to defend it. And so when I found that article in Salon, I'm like, okay, let me go let me go through this. And I just scanned it real quick and said, okay, good enough. Let me, let's just do it on the air. And mm -hmm. so I hadn't even fully, you know, done my, you know, done all my thinking on it because I just found the article. And I was so excited, I went, okay, see, this is where when you have a belief in something, you want to know what the critics are saying. Oh, yeah. Because the response of the left and this Digby from Salon.com, <laughs> one of the most well-thought of progressive bloggers, <laughs> no. my god you just realize you realize how intellectually bankrupt the left is if this is one of the best the award-winning well yeah. this is ch this was childish and made assumptions that were com that were lies well i mean about she, what the she basically just broke this down to the excuse that they had for years with bill clinton ah oh, this is just about sex right which is exactly what they did with Bill Clinton. Mm -hmm. 
and Gary Hart. Somehow this relates to Gary Hart. Well, by the way, how far do you have to go? Did you really? I mean, just say Bill Clinton. Did you need to bring nobody? Nobody cares. Nobody's cared about Gary Hart in forever. That whole scenario. What? 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 Do you know the first book I read in politics was a Gary Hart book? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How'd that work out for you? I didn't agree with it. Yeah. I can't remember why. I, all I remember, I was uh, I was, I uh, was off my machine, and they put me in. Uh, for some reason, I got bumped. It was a union shop. I got bumped to the tool shed, mm-hmm. and I had nothing to do. So I was there for like six months. I read like ten books. Mm. <laughs> and Gear, But Gary Hart was, I don't even remember where I got it from. Yeah. And this is like, I don't even remember when the whole thing happened. Uh, was it? I think it happened after that. Okay. And Gary Hart was viewed as an upcoming politician. Maybe union leadership just kind of planted it right there <laughs> next to you. Hey, my, Gary. My dues paid for hey, it. Hey, Gary, why don't you read about another Gary? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gary, here's what your dues are paying for. Everybody, everybody got, everybody's getting the, yeah. the Gary Hart book. Read up on this. <laughs> We're going to have questions later. I wasn't too impressed. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Twenty-five hours a week on your favorite radio station, online or in our app, Red Eye Radio. And he's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, eight six six ninety of Red Eye. So yeah, I mean, uh, we we have never claimed that uh, before the Biden campaign. You know, when the Biden campaign did it, that it was a violation of you know your right to free speech because that's government, and and we understand that, uh, and we've talked about that consistently. So we knew that, and even the DNC doing it. But it was election interference. Yeah. And the possibility of where the, the, there, there was a violation of free speech rights was the fact that, the as we have talked about uh, uh, before, is that the FBI had the laptop for the longest time. And the FBI was the one that went to Twitter and went to Facebook telling them, and as we know, uh, from the one executive at Twitter uh, to expect something that would uh, s- that would be like a hack and would concern Hunter Biden. Hmm. And the yeah. fact is, the FBI knew at that point that the laptop was legit. They had it for 10 months. They knew it was accurate. They knew it was. And so how did they know? And this is where you get into Miranda Devine from the New York Post, who wrote the story, The Laptop from Hell, and said, well... They had a warrant, and so they were monitoring what Rudy Giuliani was saying and who he was talking to, and I was talking to Rudy Giuliani as we were getting prepared to release the story. And her allegation is that's where it might come from. That's why the FBI knew that there might be something in October because they were looking at Giuliani at that time for charges that they ended up dropping on him later on. And so that's the story. I don't give a damn about Hunter Biden smoking crack. I don't care about his sex exploits. 
They're not relevant to me at all. But what you got from that Digby there who wrote the salon.com, that's actually another form of gaslighting. When somebody starts telling you what you're concerned with, and it's not what you're concerned with. No, you're right. I know what I'm concerned with. No, that's that's it. And, and you're and- telling me I'm concerned with something else. I'm not concerned about something else. Conservatives aren't concerned about Hunter Biden. It's about Joe Biden. And it's not just directed at conservatives. It's also directed at a reader base that is, oh, don't look into this. All their the GOP is just worried about sex. And in, in order to try and dismiss it, it's a weak attempt. Because when all the files come out, everybody's going to have at it. Mm-hmm. It won't be just Matt Taibbi. It will be everybody breaking it down. By the way, you and I have always welcomed that kind of approach. The truth is the truth. Yeah. Don't, but don't try and tell me what my concern is. And frankly, you shouldn't try, but this is further proof that they believe you're stupid. Don't try and tell somebody what they're, they should be or shouldn't be concerned with. When there's going to be a flooding of information that comes out and it will be everywhere. You won't be able to get around it. And so then you're going to have to circle back to this. Thank you, Jen Psaki. And you'll have to revisit this in the future. Well, if you look at is Jonathan, do you think Jonathan Turley is concerned about the sexual exploits or drug use of Hunter Biden? He's a Democrat. Yep. And has gone through and talked about, my God, it's obvious this was one of the biggest influence, political influence peddling schemes ever. Right. It's it's huge news because Mm -hmm. this is a former vice president. This was a vice president, then a former vice president taking money from foreign governments. Yep. To do what? Right. Why are they paying you? And then as she tried to do in the article, well, Trump makes money off his name. In the private mar- in the private marketplace, right. I right. mean, it's just it is it is so. Again, you can tear it. You can just tear the article uh, uh, apart. Now, the other problem is is the fact that the the uh, the the DNC and the Biden campaign, and this is what they don't talk about. Who is the who is the head of the Biden campaign? It's Biden. Joe Biden is killing a story that he knows is true. Yep. And and so, and the other point is he he knows it's true. Mm-hmm. He knows it's true. That's why they never they never denied the laptop ever. Right. right. They had their surrogates do it for him, but he knew it was true. So, they got they got they got Twitter with the cooperation of 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 the uh of of a group of the willing, the executives of the willing, mm. uh, because you saw the one executive that said Babylon B. They're dangerous. Babylon B is dangerous. So you can understand the mentality there. Right. So the little push. And sh- the problem for the Democrats is it all ended up being true. And so what did you censor? Your whole point was you were just censoring disinformation, disinformation, and Russian disinformation. And yet everything that they were selling was the disinformation and the truth is what was being kept from the American public. And also the double standard of saying a story that 
that comes out with, number one, the laptop evidence and witnesses that are willing to go on record and under oath that you won't interview, mm-hmm. you just automatically say, nope, it's a it's a complete fake story and ignore the other parts of it, that we need to censor that. Yet how many incorrect source stories were done and put on Twitter and social media that accused Trump of colluding with the Russians for years? Well, think about it. The dossier. She didn't come out and say, oh, this is just about sex, did she? No. It was for everybody on the left and in the left media. Look at this. This is basically by the by the time he got to the White House, he's a Russian agent. Yeah. Yep. And it was all it was all made up by the Hillary by the Hillary campaign. They right. financed the lie. They promoted the lie. Even they BuzzFeed, the when they printed it or, right. or posted it on their website, said, eh, we really can't verify this. Right. But we're going to go with it anyway. And nobody had any problem with it. Whatsoever. So the double standard also exists. And remember, the, the, uh, the description, the business description of Twitter, it even has been all along. Even under Dorsey, a a place to have free expression of ideas. Mm-hmm. Well, you set the standard, you'd cover any source story that a major publication does without any evidence that it's true. And how many source stories on Trump? They were all wrong. Right. Any story that accused Trump of colluding or insinuated that he colluded with the Russians to hack the election in 2016... Every one of them was incorrect. Yet, did Twitter ever ban any of those? No. No. So, when you break it down, they can't win. And that's why I am I am absolutely fascinated on this. Because, as I said earlier on the show, and I asked you, I said, is there, any, is there anything that the Democrats can debate on the substance of the issues concerning the, 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 the censoring, the FBI involvement, hmm. The, the fact that they, they, they censored a story that was true and allowed other information. For example, why would you allow the letter from those, those 50 intelligence agencies that said this looks like Russia disinformation without any evidence that it was Russia disinformation? Right, right. You allowed that to be on there. Mm-hmm. So everybody can see it. Everybody can. Elon Musk can see it. Turley can see it. Ro, Put everything out there. Ro Connick can see it. The, the the Democrat representative from California. He knows there's a problem, and the free speech problem is directed right at the FBI and the FBI's involvement on warning Twitter and Facebook what might be coming down the pike. And as the one Twitter executive said, Hunter Biden was mentioned. That this yep. would be a hacker thing right. on Hunter Biden coming out in October. Well, how the hell would the FBI know that? Right. They had the laptop, and they, as Miranda Devine writes from the New York Post, <laughs> they had a uh, they had a, uh, a a warrant, covert warrant, to monitor anything Giuliani was doing. They eventually dropped the charges, but they had a warrant on him, so they were looking at his communications, including with. 
Miranda Devine, who wrote the book Laptop from Hell, who was investigating for the New York Post what was going on. And they talked about the possible, you know, release of the actual story. That's that's the important stuff. And by the way, have Eric and I mentioned anything about sex or crack smoking? No, but coming no. up in the next segment, we're going to, uh, in fact, probably for the next, uh, well, the rest of the show, we'll be talking those two topics. Crack and hookers. Yes. Yes. The positives of crack and hookers. <laughs> the upside. The upside. <laughs> the loving relationship. <laughs> and the effect of inflation on both. <laughs> Man, these prices. So, somebody must be smoking crack. Yeah. <laughs> this is you know, but but that is And should we have the crack standard for cryptocurrency? Yeah, right. Um <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we no longer accept Bitcoin. Um, but this is the attempt, again, exactly what they did with Bill Clinton. Ah, it's just about sex. Like it was, and that's what they're that's basically what she's saying here. Just like it was about Bill Clinton and Gary Hart. It's just about sex. Wow. No, really? it's not. Really? And it's not about Hunter. Yeah, really weak. Really weak. Yeah. 86690 Red Eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's from our video. He is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red Eye. So we'll see whether Elon Musk comes out with uh, more uh, information uh, this week. He had said originally that there was going to be another uh, release of information, but then he, then he came back out and said, no, it's going to be a few days before that uh, happens again. But all this, you know, we get in now to the, the real, you know, the holiday season. Now we're, what, uh, a little over two and a half weeks away from uh, from Christmas and things will go quiet for a while and then the you know Republicans will take the house and then it all comes back again but the the danger for for Democrats with the whole uh Elon Musk thing is you know for, forget about the 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 freedom of speech issues and and things like that that the Democrats are trying to make note of the thing is it all leads to the the uh influence peddling scheme and as as uh, Jonathan Turley says one of the biggest influence peddling schemes in American politics, when you look at it, right? Because this is now relating to a, a president. Yep. And tell us the last time that that uh, that happened, and for the length of time that this went on, when he was vice president, and uh, then after he was uh, vice president, and again the um, the uh, the testimony of of uh, of people, executives that worked with uh, Hunter Biden, that say, nope, Joe Biden, you know, got money out of this. He 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 got cash. And uh, cash and and home improvements and things like that. Well, there is an invasion of of taxes uh, issue there. Uh, that's still to be seen. You know, where is the money trail and where did that uh, go? 
But all of this, again, makes the what the Republicans are going to look at, which is Twitter on one hand, but even more importantly, focused on Biden over the last decade or so and the influence peddling to enrich his family and make his family millions, tens of millions of dollars uh, over the, uh, the the years. It's something that the public, you know, look, you can do political dirty tricks and the other side will say that's fine. But mm-hmm. most of the public doesn't like, and we've seen it with Hillary. Mm-hmm. There's a shrug. It's like, well, we don't care if Hillary tried to set up Donald Trump. That's fine. Well, this has got nothing to do with setting up Donald Trump. No. This has to do with, uh, you know, using your, you know, using your son. Because when you're the, you're the top of the heap, Hunter doesn't get the blame. Bi- Joe Biden gets the blame because none of it exists if Joe Biden doesn't allow it to exist. Right. And and so and so there's that's what you're doing. We and we know the president lied about not knowing about his son's business dealings. Of course he did. We know there isn't anyone out there saying the president didn't lie on that. Well, and and that's, except except the White House. Well, where and, where they, and you just touched on it to bring it together. That is, it's very clear that Hunter was not going to be involved in something unless he had the blessing, right, of his father. Right. Not only did he know. He approved of it. Right. Can we meet with your father? Can yeah. we talk to your father? Can right. we do everything was about his father? Yep. Hunter is meaningless in that, and that's a danger. And everybody knows it in Washington. The, the press knows it. Democrats know it. Everybody knows it. And they're scared because they don't know where it's going to lead. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Hey, that's part one of our show. Don't miss the rest. Click part two on our website, redeyeradioshow.com, or Red Eye Radio phone app to hear the rest of the show. And thanks for listening to Red Eye Radio. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.